0: Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery.
1: And I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart.
0: Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community.
1: On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence?
0: On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart hello Mary hi Joshua oh it's so fun to be back in the studio with you
1: I am loving this you know
0: we were just reminiscing about our humble beginnings with our iPhones and our in in our conference room at CFC Arts and when we had Michael Marinaccio and George Wallace on the show to talk about fringe and and now here we are doing our radio show How it's long has so it fun been? it's been uh, oh gosh about almost three years ago <laughs> that we started that little journey wow so we're just so lucky to be able to come into the studio every single week and Talk about all the good things that are happening in the arts community. And as you were sharing last week, we have people coming up to us all the time saying, hey, we heard you on Magic (laughs) 107.7 FM. And so we hope that you listeners are learning about all the wonderful organizations and artists that are happening here in Central Florida.
1: And please reach out if you have an idea for a show or if you know that you have something that you can offer. We're... That's what, what makes us happy. You're you're part of this. Yeah.
0: And we would love to know too, if you've actually gone and seen a show or experienced an organization because mm-hmm. you heard of it uh, here on, on this show. That yes. would be awesome. Yes. We That's, love that. I'd we love hear, hear about that. it, but we want to hear more.
1: Or if you've gone and volunteered.
0: Yeah. Very mm-hmm. cool. We Sometimes we say, Hey, come to this thing and say, tell them that Josh and Mary said hello. And they've, People have told us that
1: I know do that. I know. I like that. I like that.
0: So Mary, usually we talk about uh, the things that we've seen or mm-hmm. experienced in the last week in the arts. And you and I do get to go out and see a lot of cool things. And I get to experience a lot through Central Florida Community Arts. Uh, but you want to do something different this week. I do what do want to do something
1: different. Well, I, I was reading through these book of questions. And they're just fun, rapid fire, first thing that comes to mind questions that you're supposed to ask people. So I picked 10 of them. And I thought I would ask them of you. Oh, no. And the whole idea is for you to talk off the top of your head, not think about it. Just give a quick answer and we'll go right through these. Okay? okay. Shotgun. Here we go. And,
0: and t- full disclosure, I really don't know what these questions are. No, you
1: don't. <laughs> but 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 what I love is that you trust me.
0: I do trust you 100%. <laughs> Number one. We'll what see you... after these questions. though. <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. What did you eat for breakfast today?
0: Uh, a protein bar.
1: Fantastic. Two. What's the last thing you do before you go to bed?
0: Um, Read. What's your favorite food? Fried chicken. Mm.
1: Uh, what was a favorite? You're making me hungry. <laughs> what was one of your favorite gifts as a child? A puppy. As a child, what did you want to be when you were growing up?
0: A UPS driver. <laughs> no joke. Um, <laughs> well, but I want to be an UPS man. That's what it was. An UPS. ups <laughs>
1: okay. Favorite memory meeting someone you've admired from afar?
0: Uh, Just this two nights ago, Renee Fleming. Wow. Yeah.
1: If you could have an hour to take a walk and converse with any one person dead or alive, who would it be and what would you ask?
0: Uh, Oh, my goodness. Uh, Probably uh, Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And I would ask about the real story of his life. Wow! You hear so many versions of it. Yes.
1: Yes. I love that. What is your wish for the world? Uh,
0: um, for for every child to go to bed not hungry.
1: Mm. What are you grateful for?
0: You, Mary Thompson Hunt.
1: <laughs> and last but not least, before I cry, give thanks to someone right now for something.
0: Uh, I give thanks to my amazing staff at Central Florida Community Arts. We just had a two-day staff retreat. There's uh, 14 full-time staff members and over 100 that are on contract with us now. And wow. An amazing group of people passionate artists and leaders who are truly making a difference in the community so i'm very grateful and thankful to each one of them
1: okay so i'm going to ask you one more thing take one minute try to make it as short as you can but for someone listening for the first time that doesn't know of your organization central florida community arts give us the beginning middle end of what you are and how you got started
0: yeah so we are all about arts accessibility making sure that anybody that wants to experience or take part in the arts can no matter their age their background their sexual orientation, their disability, we want to make sure that every single person uh, can taste and feel and experience the arts. And we do that through choirs and orchestras and theater programs and education and all sorts of fun things. So from people who might be suffering with dementia to people who are aspiring to be professionals.
1: That's beautiful. You you pass. You get oh, an A. Oh, good. I get an A. Yes. <laughs> See, I think
0: we should start asking those questions to all of our guests. <laughs> our guests were taking notes in case we did ask them. That's hilarious. So that was fun. Next Yay. week I'll ask you the same questions. All right, you got How about it. that? So we are in store for a fantastic uh, show today. And sometimes we get to talk to art leaders and sometimes we talk to politicians and sometimes we get to take talk to the people who make magic on stage. Yes, and the today leading is one artists. of those. Yes, absolutely. So today we have uh, from The Tale of the Allergist's Wife happening at the wonderful Mad Cal Theater. This is just one show of many, many shows mm-hmm. that these two wonderful performers have done. We have Laura Hodis and we have Kate Thomas Denson with us today. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having us. We yeah. are so glad that you're here. So, Laura, yes. uh, you are probably one of the, I, I think it's safe to say, one of the favorite actresses <gasps> in Central oh, Florida, yeah. right? I mean, I come should, on.
2: Joshua, I should be paying you more. Come on. It's true. This is obviously true. what it boils you, right down I know too. you
0: want to be humble here, but it's true. <laughs> People love you, and mm-hmm. they love to see you perform, well, and you, you perform at great all great the fun. theaters in town. Anywhere, and anywhere. All over. Not yes. just here. All over. She'll, truly She'll,
1: I used to work with her at the American Idol Experience where we all met. And you'd be driving right back from St. Pete, going out yeah, rehearsal. Let's get to work.
2: I got to go back to St. Pete. I got a show tonight. Yeah, I remember you were a one judge. time I drove straight in from a show in Hilton Head and drove <laughs> straight to Idle to go to to go work. You're amazing. Truly, truly
0: a professional actress, and you've made your living in your career mm-hmm. being on stage. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Amazing, amazing, it's and wonderful. And Kate, uh, we 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 are just meeting you today, and I'm so glad that we are. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Well, I um. I grew up in Tennessee, but I ended up in Miami, and I took the route as, after acting for years and years down there, of raising my child and becoming a theater teacher of middle schoolers at a private school in Miami, and passing that on to to them, and working with them, which was was wonderful. I, I still have children. As a matter of fact, on opening night here... One of my students, who I taught in sixth grade, who is now in his 30s, uh, <laughs> is coming in from New York to see the show. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And he, has, he, he came in uh, when I did a show up at Barter, too. Is he an actor? Yes, he is. Oh, he he's a, he's a director band. and an actor and a writer, and he loves musicals, and Ben has been um, uh, just a, a, a joy in my life. And I taught him from when he was knee-high to a grasshopper, mm. as we say in the South. Um, and he's been around, and a lot of my students have gone on to do um, Broadway shows, uh, win Emmys, and do television. Wow, so and how long did you teach? I taught for over 20 years in Miami. Amazing. Okay. I, I taught all at middle act, school? All, all the- middle school and high school, and then I taught at Actors Playhouse before they became the Miracle Theater, and I did grant projects with um, underprivileged children, kids at risk, Camilla's house men, mm. um, using theater to work out issues and things using it in different ways i've had a large span on the teaching end which is i gave up acting to raise my family Mm. my daughter who is now a vet at on the horse tracks down in miami (laughs) i have a doctor as a daughter so i'm a very proud mother and so now that that has all been done i've done my job i have come back to what i love and i'm finding my way back and i have been so blessed I came to this town. I auditioned um, at, and I've been called back for several things. And I did Born Yesterday, and I'm in this one too. So I'm I've been blessed. I can't complain. And and now I've gotten to know this lady who I find is all over the place. <laughs> Born Yesterday. Everyone that was just at P- that was just at. P- I saw you in that. Um, I played two different roles. I played the maid, and I played Mrs. Hedge's, the senator's wife.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I remember you. Uh, one of my best friends, Mark Miller. Uh, oh gosh, yes. Mark is he not? Just the biggest oh, heart. My,
3: oh, I tell him he's a, a heart with two legs. And being new here, I got to go to his New Year's Eve party. Oh, I saw you there then. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> well, I went you probably, early. Oh, do you oh. not
1: recognize each other after New
0: Year's Eve? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is there well, a story there? You might have gone later. I
1: worked that night, so I got there like after one.
3: Okay, I left before one, mm-hmm. uh, 12. I'm an early bird. i uh, You're uh, Cinderella. Yes. yes. So I have to get home we're anyway. going to come back and we're
0: going to in this next segment, we're going to learn all about the two of you and how your journeys began and all of that fun stuff. But tell us about the tale of the allergist wife, Laura. What is this play about? When we come and see it, what are we going to experience?
2: Well, it is, <laughs> <laughs> it is a rollicking contemporary comedy written by Charles Bush, who is known uh, for not only being a writer, but he also directs. He also uh, performs himself. Mm-hmm. And it's the story of. Marjorie, who's my character, her mother, who is Kate, uh, and her husband and a surprise guest that happens upon them in their beautiful Manhattan apartment overlooking Riverside Drive and uh, what happens in the crazy the the crazy shenanigans that ensue when uh, they are trying to figure out who maybe this visitor really is. so why mm. is it named
1: the tale of the allergist's wife?
2: because like any um good young Jewish woman, I Marjorie married a doctor. <laughs> And he is an allergist. And he's a
3: good doctor at he's that. He's a very
2: good doctor. He actually <laughs> v- retired very recently, but instead of just giving up and uh, sitting back, he has opened an allergy clinic for the homeless. Aww. And so he is still very involved in his Is this Matt Horho? Uni- yes. This Matt. is Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt. And he Hor- teaches
3: Ho. at the university. Oh, yeah. I love
0: that. So, you might call this fast, bright, and unapologetic, is would, some of the words that I would Gors, absolutely Gors play. <laughs> use those words to. It's
2: hilarious. It's very, it's, it's, on one level, it's hilariously funny. And on another level, it really gives you a chance to think about uh, your life and what you're doing with it and your mortality and what, what is important to you. Mm. And so, it has an underlying, um, beautiful message of what is important and what do we care about and what will we defend. So I'm
1: curious to ask you, as you prepared for this role, both of you, did that, did you ask yourselves those questions on a personal level, and did you have any revelations with those answers? I
2: I think I, part of me honestly believes that as an artist, you're kind of redefining and re-asking yourself that question all the time. Like, what do I want? What do, and especially when, if you, if you're married, if you have children, like, Kate, did she, you know, she decided, okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to teach theater because I want to raise my daughter. And mm-hmm. I, I, I have decided to be child-free. And what that, what that means for me in growing up, I am blessed with many nieces and nephews. So mm-hmm. I still get that part of my life to have and hold on to and love. And so that is it's a very interesting thing where you, you're looking at your life and going, what do I want? What do I want? What do I need? And then what do I want to become? Mm.
1: Mm. That self-introspection is something artists do often, especially actors were called upon to do that. Do you as well as a musician? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. You, you find things in pieces of music or in moments uh, that resonate with you and that you find pieces of, of you in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah.
3: For me, playing her mother in this, um, it, it was interesting. The dynamic of a mother-daughter relationship is always interesting <laughs> in life. Different mother than mother-son to me. I had a daughter and I didn't have a son. I, I could have sworn throughout my life I blew many blood vessels in my brain. <laughs> um, and so bring thinking of that, reliving that with her in this has been – and I feel bad sometimes, <laughs> it's been, um, but I go, I go, no, I can't. It's so I think bad. It,
2: everyone, so, everyone eventually, everyone will take one of these lines that I say, I say to Kate, or Kate says to me and says, Oh, I've said that. Or yeah. I've had that said to me oh, yeah. by my mother or my father yes. or wh- whomever. It has, it has, it, for some reason, every line you go, Oh no. Yeah,
3: absolutely. That yeah. What's happened. one of those That's classic
0: happened. lines that you do say that everybody listening right now would resonate with?
3: <laughs> Let's see. Um, uh, Gosh,
2: that's a tough one. The one that came to mind right away was Marjorie, don't be a shrike. Right. Which is a shrike? A shrike. It's a Which, bird. It's it's a bird, but it's kind of like that bird that's kind of annoying. Like pecking pecking at, at, you? Pecking at oh. Very, very pecking at you. And so it's Marjorie, got don't be a teeth. shrike.
3: Yeah, don't be a shrike. No.
2: And so um, how many times has someone said to you, Stop stop, would you stop? Would you just stop? Stop nagging. Marjorie, me. just stop Get nagging. Just
3: yeah. stop. Or the fact that, you know, when your daughters marry and go, Oh, he's 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 a he's a saint to marry you. Look yeah. at you, when you <laughs> he puts up with what you do. Look. I mean, he's wonderful, but you're I mean when my mother got older, she'd look at my Husband, and daughter. Oh, look how lovely you are! And you are who? Oh my goodness! <laughs> and
2: then you, but then you also have. It's not just the nitpicky things. It's also you know you turn around and you're saying to an outsider, "How dare you talk about my mother that way? You don't know me. You don't know my life. My mother grew up in degrading." poverty she never had anything and we never had any money and she always made us feel as if we were as good as anyone else Mm. so you know it's one of those situations where you can say things about your family but anybody comes at you and that loyalty comes Uh up yeah it's all over
0: oh my goodness I can't
2: wait to see this
0: so the tale of the allergist's wife it's happening January 19th is opening night through February 18th it is a wonderfully funny play Manhattan midlife crisis comedy without apologies by Charles Bush happening at mad cow theater Tickets start at only $26. Show times are at 7.30, Thursday through Saturday, and Sundays at 2.30. And
1: as we said last week, if the ticket price is, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm on a budget this month, call up Mad Cow Theater and tell them that you would like to help seat people or volunteer, and then you can see the show.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to hear so much more from Laura and from Kate when we come back, and we're excited to continue the conversation right on there. From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM.
1: Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and I'm here with my astute, sagacious, and erudite co host, Joshua Vickery. We can't wait to bring more of our guests to you today. We have Kate Thomas Denson and Laura Hodos, both representing the Tale of the Allergist's Wife, soon to be opened at Mad Cow Theater. And we are so delighted you're here. Now, Laura and I, we go back. We've, we do. We're Disney buds. We are. Yes. In fact, we met, um, I can't even remember how long ago. Yeah, I was going to say, when was like like the forever. first time you guys worked together? I, well, we, your husband was my stage manager, yeah, I but I already knew you then when yeah. I did. What was that called? The Violet Hour.
2: Yes. years ago. I don't remember where we met. Met. It's just I've always had a Mary Thompson Hunt in my life, and <laughs> okay. I've been luckier for it. And I feel that way about Laura
1: Hodos. <laughs> and the other one looked just like you, so I'm thinking it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so happy that you're both here. You know what, Laura? Since I'm speaking with you first, I would like to ask you and Kate just a little bit about your background. Tell mm-hmm. us how you got started in theater. What made you decide to become an actress and when?
2: Well, when I was three years old, my parents put me into ballet because my feet turned in and -hmm. the doctor was like, put her in ballet. It'll teach her to turn her feet out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then 15 years of dance classes later... Uh, when my parents were like, we didn't know we were starting this. (laughs) Um, I ended up going to Dickinson College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania because I wanted to be a lawyer because eventually I wanted to be a judge. And so Dickinson has an associated law school. It's a wonderful school. It's absolutely beautiful. And sophomore year at Dickinson, I went to my dad and I said, Dad, I don't think I'm going to be a lawyer. I think I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and once we got his heart started again, it's been, it's been great ever since. What was I, his reaction? He, I, he was truly stunned into silence, which just doesn't happen if you've ever met my dad. And, and it, well, what does he do? And he is a chiropractor. Okay. My dad's a doctor. Greece. My older brother's a doctor. My mom works for doctors. There's a trend. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. There's a, there's a little trend here. And, uh, but everyone in my family has been, in some ways, involved with the arts. Both my mom and dad uh, sang and played guitar. My dad used to do shows. Uh, my sister is a visual artist. She draws. She paints. My older brother is a photographer and plays percussion. My little brother um, lives in Chicago and is a computer genius, but he's also on—he's uh, graduated from I.O., and has been on several different um, improv teams in Chicago. So everyone does Something just no one is as foolish as I am and does it for a living.
0: So when you just made the decision as a sophomore, had you been in plays and shows? I had
2: been in choir a lot. I had done. I had been in. I'd been in a lot of choirs. But then in sixth grade, I went and auditioned for a little solo in like the school choir concert, and my choir teacher said to me, "Well, Laura, you'll never make anything of your voice anyway." Mm. (laughs) So I quit choir. And then rejoined my freshman year of high school. And uh, now I make my living (laughs) doing theater, mostly singing, although Tale of the Allergist's Wife is not a musical. It's this new thing. It's called a play. Oh, it doesn't have, I've never heard of it, but (laughs) apparently people do them and they're very successful. Cutbacks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. So I, so I'd always done music, especially, I'd always been in dance and then I started acting and then I kind of decided... I did a really stupid thing. my My freshman year of high school, the musical that they were doing was Anything Goes, and I went and I auditioned and I sang My White Knight from The Music Man, which, if you know anything mm-hmm. about Anything Goes, is completely inappropriate for that show. And I <laughs> and didn't, one of the yeah,
0: hardest audition
2: songs. So to actually dumb, pull up. <laughs> right? And I didn't even get in the chorus. Mm-hmm. And I I worked backstage. I had a wonderful time. And then my senior year of college, the musical was anything goes. And I went and I auditioned and I sang Worst Pies in London from Sweeney Todd, which if you know anything about that show is completely inappropriate. <laughs> yes. So, right, How old are you? I, right? Senior year of college. But I put this on myself I said if I don't get a role in this show I'm not going to try to do theater for a living it's obviously not meant to be which is a dumb thing to do and no one should ever do it. but that I actually went and I auditioned and I did the callback and I sang and I danced and I got the lead wow. and so wow. that led me to go I ended up going to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City because sure. they what were like was that a uh, so long ago that no one remembers <laughs> and that uh, was probably there yeah <laughs>
0: I would say, do you think Laura's really going to answer that question, Mary?
2: Right, <laughs> Silly. She was talking fast. I was hoping. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. We all talk fast. Me too. Where are you from again?
1: Montville, New oh, Jersey. Oh, we talk about this all the time. I know. I know.
2: Because the cool kids are from New Jersey. I was And, actually... and that
1: begin with Mont. Montclair, Montville. Exactly. Hmm.
2: Well, I was actually born in New York City. I am an a actual Manhattan native, which I know is a rare, and rare breed. But yes. I was raised in New Jersey. Nice. Which makes me cool. So where
1: did you meet George, your husband? He was my stage manager <gasps> yes. in the Violet
2: Hour. And when I found out he was married to you, I'm like, get out. I, it's very funny. A lot of people work with both of us separately because he is the director of production at Orlando Shakes and they will go into his office and see my picture on his desk and get all offended and go, why does? Why do you have a picture of Laura Hodis on your desk? Because <laughs> they know that we're both married but they don't realize it's to each other and usually he just says, oh, the picture came with the frame. <laughs> but I, I met That's him doing uh, a children's show called The Witch Who Was Afraid of Witches uh, at the Emmeline Theater in Mimarinac, New York. Nice. And uh, I, he was um, production manager there. And I believe he stage managed the show, although he says he didn't, but he was always around. And so I stalked him down and made him mine. (laughs) Uh, How long have you been married? Oh my gosh, so
1: long. Who even remembers when it was? All right. Again, she she doesn't fall for it. She's good. We're not doing dates today, Mary. We're not doing it. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, he gave me one of the best compliments I ever had. I was nervous going into a play. I hadn't been in one in so long and Mm -hmm. I was doing comedy and improv. And he said, you know, you could make your living doing regional theater. I could see you working all the time. That's and right. for him to say that, because he's, right. he's a straight-up guy, he doesn't lie. That's right. But that was a real stretch for me. It was
2: so dramatic. And all. He adores like you. It. He thinks the world of you. So. Right oh. back at him. He's right. We, we Hi, all feel that way. Yep. Uh, I'm okay. not in your frame, though. <laughs> 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 Listen, you just need to get... It just came with the frame. just came <laughs> with the frame. <laughs> That's <laughs> all. <laughs> oh, That's thank awesome. you. Thank you. Well, Listen, with our hair, we could be twins. We hear yeah, hear yeah, True. Friends. That's true. We'll write a play. We'll write a play. That's right. Hey. Yes.
1: Now we want to learn a little bit about oh my you. Gosh.
3: Tell us about your background a little bit more. I did it totally bass ackwards, as I <laughs> call it. <laughs> I, um, I didn't do anything except um, I always was playing around as a child and stuff. I'm an only child. My parents were educators. That explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> My mother was a math teacher, a college math professor. My father was a superintendent of a school system. So I did not want to teach. I didn't want to do anything except get in trouble, and I did. But anyway, as time progressed, I ended up in Dallas, Texas, and I ended up doing commercials. For a production company there, and they just would hire me because I worked with frogs and children and elephants and <laughs> snakes and and they were it was great it was a right to work state I was doing it all the time I loved it I'd go in I'd do it I'd go and it was good money, and the way I found and then the way I found out about theater was, back then they did um, showcases for mm-hmm. agents to come and see you and casting directors and. I did one of these, and I heard this wonderful thing called an applause. (laughs) And it was like, wait a minute, nobody told me about this. And so I said, I've got to figure this out. How do I do this? How do I do this? So at the time, the Dallas Theater Center Mm. was being overrun, and all the people there were being kicked out. And Robin Flatt took a group of people there, that did not finish their equity contracts or anything through Trinity University, mm-hmm. and they formed what we know now as the Dallas Children's Theater, mm-hmm. and I was on the ground floor of that. Wow! They had a literally a wing of a school building, and we they started the Dallas Children's Theater, and I got to learn. By working with them and doing their shows, that's so cool. What's your and,
1: biggest takeaway from children's theater? Oh my
3: god, I would want—I want to do it today. <laughs> your biggest lesson, if you were telling someone new to it, they are the hardest it. audience in the world. They will criticize you because if they don't believe you, nobody will. Mm, mm-hmm. You have to make them believe. I played—I my favorite role was playing Raggedy Ann and, and Raggedy Ann and Andy, and it was all a mime show. There was no set. And I got Raggedy Ann because I was the worst mime. <laughs> but Raggedy Ann gets eaten by the trees at the end of Act One. And I did not know there were Raggedy Ann and Andy fan clubs. So at the end of the show, we went out and they, I was bombarded with these children. And they were so, we were so worried you were dead, Raggedy Ann. I could not believe it. So I did my job. Wow. <laughs> and I worked and I learned how to make chocolate chip cookies out of foam and hot glue, and I still have scars today. <laughs> I learned more from those people at the Dallas Children's Theater, and I respect those people, and I respect Children's Theater to this day, and I would love to be doing it again, I even at my that. age.
1: I, I remember doing Children's Theater in New York, and the director would say, you're changing lives. You're changing lives. For a lot of people, we'd go up to Harlem and up the Bronx, and they'd never saw theater before, mm. and they w- believed you. They would yell back at you as if Oh, were their family. right?
3: Yep. I mean, I'm telling you, yep. um, when I came here and heard Orlando Rep was all children's, so I went down there and said, please hire me. I got called back for three shows, didn't get any of them, but I love you still. Um, <laughs> I did teach a workshop down there. But anyway, as time progressed, I began to do theater there. And then I, due to personal circumstances, made my way to Miami and started working down there and um I have been blessed in when I moved to a new city Ruth Foreman I don't know if any of you remember the Ruth Foreman Theater down in Miami it was on I the FIU have. North Campus yeah. She hired me she fell in love with me and I did a couple of shows there and then I got into improv with Mental Floss the group down there and I just worked my way I love small black box theaters too doing on the cuff avant-garde small theater uh, s- small place out of Louisville in Lexington uh, mm. Louisville Kentucky and I did a lot of that. N- I am not a musical theater person. I don't sing except funny and off key. <laughs> so I do the plays. Perfect. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I've heard they're very successful. And
3: so uh, th- they are. They are very successful. And we're going to experience that we together. Are.
2: Yeah, we are. I, I can't wait to I, come see And then see I
3: decided, this. whoops, I need a degree. <laughs> I need another degree. I already had one. So I went back to school when I got pregnant and got my VFA in theater. What else can you do when Where'd you're you pregnant? I went to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what else can you do when you're 60 pounds heavier than normal and carrying a child that was almost 10 pounds? Um <laughs> So I went back and I went to Florida International University Mm -hmm. and I had a great time. I had some great teachers and actually one of the students I went with has been on Law and Order Cold Case and he did a great television show that was called um, Brain Dead or something. It ran in the summer. It was hysterical where ants got in the head of politicians and ate their brains. (laughs) (laughs) If you've not seen this, you need to see it. (laughs) See, we have seen some of that. Danny Pino is his name. Anyway, and I went to school. Even at that small school down in Miami, I got a great education, and I took that into my teaching. And so that's why I say I did it bass-ackwards. I went from commercials into theater, and I... you know, some people still pursued commercials. I used to say it, it supported my theater habit because um, <laughs> <laughs> it did. It paid for my trip to Europe, too. Well, where it says I, a
1: lot about your talent, that you kept getting cast in theater and yet that you were getting cast in commercials.
3: So. I did a Palmolive commercial with Madge, with Madge, and this is my 15 minutes. My husband and I took a trip to Europe, and we were married on the Pan Am flight coming back from Europe ah! at 35,000 feet over Nova Scotia. That's right. so Who strange. married you? Um, a Nota Republic from Tel Aviv. Um, and it was legal and we have been, (laughs) we've been married since 1990. So I'm like, I said, I'm old. I'm okay with it. Um, but, um, it was quite fun. Um, we wanted to get married in, in, in England. You can get married in England fly over and get, come back. But anywhere else in Europe, you have to be there 90 days Mm. at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, but we didn't want to, they wouldn't let us go back to Heathrow. I mean, back to Paris. So we rented a car and drove up through am- um, Belgium and into Amsterdam, which I wouldn't trade for the world. Oh. I love driving through the countryside mm. over there. Mm. So that's that's how I got to where I am. So, yes, everywhere I've gone, I've been very lucky. Um, after I don't
2: know. T- I, I kind of think, Kate, the harder you work, the luckier you get. You know? I, but
3: I cry a lot, too. I, <laughs> 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 I'm
2: i a tears. very emotional
3: person. It's like I get in and I'm like, oh. that's
1: something I wanted to ask you about. I know many acting teachers over the years say, uh, take in those experiences when you're having those emotions, when you're having those heightened experiences that you know this is a moment, so that you can recall it and how to cultivate that at the moment. So we have to go on break in just a little while. But Mm -hmm. when we come back, I want to ask how you set up your day-to-day lives that is in advance of what creative projects will come next that you'll call on. And listeners, thank you for being here. I'm with Joshua Vickery. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. We're on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt with Joshua Vickery, and we are so excited today to bring you two members of the cast of The Tale of the Allergist's Wife. I can only imagine how much fun it would be to have the rest of the cast here. Um <laughs> Tell Them, we said hello. We
2: absolutely <laughs> will, and they say hello back. They're yes. sorry they
0: couldn't hear you. Are, us. Can tell us who they are. Absolutely,
2: really quickly. Cynthia Beckert, who is fairly new um, to Orlando, she, but she has been, uh, she did the one woman show Grounded yes. at Mad Cow, and she also um, was in The God Game there, which was fantastic fun. Also, and that show was also directed by our director, the fabulous, wonderful, and super fun Tony Simotis. Mm. And then we also have uh, Daniel Navarro, who is brand new. To acting and to us, and he is just a joy. And Matt Horahoe, who has done bunches of shows and Disney and all kinds of fun things uh, in and around Central Florida. I think I met him. He and I did a production of City of Angels together. Oh, I remember that. Yes, we did that.
1: Matt and I worked for many, many years at Comedy Warehouse. Yes. He's one of my uh, close friends.
3: That's a rock star you, Matt. Star Wish cast. you were here, dear. It is. You Very need cool. to come and see it. It's yay, hilarious. Yay. It's super funny. <laughs> and we have a great time being together. Well, we do.
1: Before we went on break a few moments ago, we started to ask uh, talk about how you use experiences as actors from real life. I know I've had many teachers, as you probably have, that said, remember these feelings, remember these moments, and how to cultivate them so that when you need to call upon them as an actor, <laughs> they are there for you. And, of course, <laughs> me being like, you know, the epitome of a student okay I'll do it I'll do it <laughs> so, uh, how, do, you, how, do you do that and how do you do it and how do you use real life experiences in your
3: work I think for me I think I do use myself in my real life stuff because it's right there and it's easy to recall as long as you keep yourself in check and don't let it overtake you
2: mm, that's that's a very good point not letting it overtake you you know you can you can use you know it's you can easily think of your most sorrowful moments but if you let it take you too far away, then, you find yourself sobbing and not able to talk.
3: Right. Your whole point, and point is playwrights <laughs> like their lines. They like yeah. those lines there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think your whole point is is that you want the audience sobbing, not you.
2: Yes and no. I, You know, I don't always agree with that. I have to say, I know I'm in a, in a huge minority uh, and they, people say, a lot of acting teachers will tell you that it is much more interesting to watch someone try not to cry than cry. But then eventually when they get to that place, there is also a catharsis for the audience and suddenly you feel free like, oh, okay, I can, have, I can now also share in this moment.
3: I, I agree with yeah. that. I mean, I'm talking about where you're not yeah. just emoting for yourself, but oh, you're yes. bringing the audience in with you on that ride. Wait, I'm not supposed
2: to just act for myself? No. No, you <laughs> are. I don't. Now, <laughs> I've you, been doing it wrong for I so long. I want you to however. do it
3: for me. All right, then, no For one.
2: listeners who don't
1: understand what you mean by that, mm. you're not crying for you, you're crying for them to be able to cry.
3: Explain what you mean by that. Okay. So, what you want to do is, to me, is this mm. is you're there to take them on a journey. Yes. You're there to take them away from where they are, not the theater. You're there to tell the story and to take them with you on this ride for two hours to lift them away to, to to take them out of the walls of the theater and to take them on this story.
1: Mm. So if you have tears does that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> but now now tie in what that means when you're crying. You're crying enough so that they can cry more than you
3: or I, I'm crying still having them understand it but having feel have them feel what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm just sitting up here sobbing myself and them going oh look she's crying that they're feeling the emotion that I'm putting out. And that's mm. a lot. And does that's, that make sense? Yes, is, is, and I, I think
2: that's a lot. And Televiologist's Wife kind of has a lot of it because you always see something, You and every show I think does, but you see something on stage that you relate to in your life, but you see it in a heightened sense so that you don't you don't have to think about the the problems with your own mother you can have a moment to laugh and go oh this is this is crazy ridiculous even though it may be true you can kind of step back and go yes i went on this wild ride with these people and i saw myself in some of them and i enjoyed myself and for two hours i forgot about what was going on Mm. Mm.
0: and what happens when you can't relate to a character you know there are things that you find in yourself in that character but then there are Mm. things you're like that has nothing to do with me or who i am how do you prepare for that how do you become that
2: that's where research becomes your best friend really uh, research oh absolutely that's what I mean that's thank heavens and now we now we have the benefit of this uh, the interwebs and we can (laughs) we can look this (laughs) up but also there have been times where you like if you are playing a certain character and you don't know anything about being a prison matron you go or a mass murderer or a mass murderer you go (laughs) and you (laughs) watch YouTube and you go or you can meet up with someone and have them tell you about what it's really like
3: it, for me, this is, a, I play a Jewish mother. Yeah. I'm a Southern Belle. <laughs> uh, um, so it's... So did you go
0: and sit with a Jewish mother and have No, her? I
3: have worked... Here's another thing that I did in Miami. I worked with the Jewish Community Center for years down there. So I remember meeting a lot of people from down there. I also had help, uh, listen to things on YouTube. Yeah. I listened to things, um, uh, television shows, television um, shows. I tried to go back and listen to stuff. Uh, Matt was a very good helper with certain words for me. Uh, this Matt came in very handy. I love you, Matt. Um, there's a
2: lot of and there's a lot of uh, Yiddish words thrown around in this play, and so we were all helping each other. And I have a, a great friend yes. named. Uh, Avi Hoffman, who I who I always call. And I actually called up Carol Stein, who is a uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, pianist, accompanist, musical director, jazz pianist, performer, you and name friend. it, and she can do it. She's one of the most generous human beings on this planet. And I called her and I said, now, listen, because I've heard it both ways. Would you say Yom Kippur or Yom Kippur? She goes, well, Americanized, you'd say Yom Kippur. Nobody says that. You say Yom Kippur.
3: (laughs) I'm like, done. And I got got that right the first time out. You did. Because I was, because I, and the school that I taught at had a lot of Jewish families. So I've been to many, many services and stuff like that. So I I had a little bit to go on, but I still struggle and I still work on that every single day. What Mm, I'm loving is
1: hearing how resourceful you are and that's as a result of how much you care to give the as much as you can to this role. And that's what a lot of the artists and creatives that have come here have that kind of passion to want to give what you give. Why? It's not like you're making a million bucks, gals. Why? I'll
3: tell you why. And I teach my students this, and I'm going to start crying. To me, to be on the stage is a gift. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's an honor. And when you're there, you've got to give your whole body and soul to it. Mm. Because sometimes it's far... I, I, after this... I, I'm going to rest for a while. I've done two plays in a row. Um, but I don't want to stop. It, it'll, I'll rest for a little while, and then I'll get back out there and start trudging around. I've already started looking. So it's a gift. I was
1: always taught that, too, and I and I believe it. When you're in a play, it's a sacred place. It is. It, you are chosen to help tell that story, and that energy comes through you during this production, and it's an honor and it's a responsibility. That's why I don't do it as often, because I put so much into it <laughs> when I mm-hmm. when I go there. Um, and I, I hear you. And,
3: and for me, um, I'm a character actor. Um, there are not many roles for people like me. So I have to find. I don't understand. Body. There
2: have to be plenty of roles for talented, wonderful, generous, <laughs> funny, warm humans okay. like you. can
3: we write this down <laughs> <laughs> or no, put it on, on radio? T- You're oh, just I can right. listen, to, yeah, it can listen to it over yeah. and over. Well, I love you <laughs> are you? you is, is, can
1: listen in slow lotion. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> so slow that, lotion. for me,
3: that's what it is, and, and and that's what I would tell my students. This is an honor, and no matter what you do with it, you have this ability to stand in front of people. And and give yourself to. I love
0: that. So, Laura, one of the one of the my favorite shows that I've seen you in was
2: 1776. That's the last time I think I've seen it. It it was just
0: amazing and fantastic. And I will never forget it. And it was like the who's who. And Kate, if you were here, you would have been in it, too. But it was the who's who of female actors, actresses in that show. How do you prepare to be a man? I mean yes Ah. research research yes but you know honestly when i was watching that show when i first went in i was very skeptical i'm Mm -hmm. like because i love 1776 i was like this is just going to be weird all of these women (laughs) and for the first five minutes it was and then i completely forgot that you were women and i mean that in that you started to focus on the personalities and the conversation and the dialogue and the story and you forgot about gender it just didn't matter but how did you how did you research to be a, a man
2: well, I I I was watching. I just like just spent my time watching. I was lucky enough to do two productions of 1776 back to back, and oh. in the first one, I played a man and a woman. Uh, but it, for for John Hancock, a lot of the time, I I you know he sits on stage and he's the president of Congress and he watches. So I watched everyone all the time. Mm. And for 1776 that we did here at Mad Cow, um, our fantastic choreographer Sarah Catherine Barnes kind of did a we did a workshop on just owning your space not so much moving and walking and being um masculine but or traditionally masculine i should say mm-hmm. but um owning your space and and being willing to take up space and and being very present and so that was that was how the research for that went but other than that it was also a matter of the lines that are written and the the characters that are written give you that uh, a sense of ownership all of the people in 1776 were were leaders of their community mm-hmm. they were all you know wealthy landowners and mm-hmm. they they all were educated and they all had uh, a, a certain level of presence and a certain mm-hmm. level of comfortability with taking charge and mm-hmm. taking up space. I remember and you yeah. all
1: talking about that when you yes. we were here. That was actually one of my favorite shows when the girls were here uh. and you we were all standing and it was just such a tight yes. quarters that we had at the time. We didn't have the space. That's but right.
2: It you have this beautiful new studio. It's gorgeous. It's a oh, that's thank, right. you. Yeah. It's thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. It was Show. just being mm-hmm. built.
0: It we was picked in, but we did it before you guys. I think even started or it was the first couple of shows. Like it was. Yeah. We were. We were they new were here, just but not even in this room. Yeah. Yeah. We were
1: across the hall. Right, but. Uh, It was an exciting day because you all were so excited. And I saw that that I had seen that movie many times. I've seen it on stage, but it was the first time I understood that from a Mm
0: -hmm. emotional. Completely. Yes. Well, and I and of course, I'm a huge fan of diversity and casting. But I Mm -hmm. think it was the first time where it really hit me like anyone can play any role like it really, it really yeah. opened my eyes up in a whole different way. And the mm. cool
2: thing, thinking about, yes, this is the story of the founding of our country, but it's a story that belongs to everyone. It belongs Thanks. to right. women. It belongs to men. It belongs to people of color. It belongs to everyone. And it is our responsibility as a diverse nation to all take a hand in creating the country in which we want to live. Oh, say mm, that again. Whole other show. That's a That's beautiful. like a beautiful. whole show. <laughs> I'm voting for you.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Hodes for president. <laughs>
3: 2020.
1: <laughs> so, ladies, what's next for you? You're in this amazing production, which I will definitely come and see.
2: Yay! Uh, hopefully, maybe I'll even get to go with you. Yeah, and maybe get you together.
0: That would be awesome. Uh, so much fun.
2: But what next? I, I am, uh, once we open Tale of the Allergist's Wife, I, I am getting to cross a, a fun one off of the bucket list over at the Titusville Playhouse. I'm going to be playing Mama Rose in Gypsy. Oh, oh my yay! gosh, that's awesome. I didn't awesome. even put that on Facebook yet, guys. Wow, oh, uh, that's how, You've heard it first here, that's friends. That's correct. <laughs> uh, so that is very exciting. I cannot wait. I'm terrified. Oh, I am great. so scared. Uh, I just can't, but I, I mean, I have been blessed to see, I, I got to see Megan Moroni play Mama Rose I got to see a, a wonderful woman named Margo Moreland. play Ma- so I have I have been training uh for this and so i'm so excited and after that i actually uh head up to atlanta to the atlantic lyric theater to revisit an old friend um miss patsy klein mm. and i nice. are having a reunion in always patsy klein in atlanta nice that's yeah. awesome I'm
0: excited. now where's gypsy gonna be and when
2: at titusville playhouse uh-huh. in right after tale of the allergist wife if i were a really really present and wonderful promoter i would know the <laughs> dates but i don't march ish yes well, we can look uh, it, it up march april Uh, I think we open. No, it's actually end of February, March. That's actually right because I think we open the week after Tale of the Allergist's Wife closes. Of course you do. <laughs> ever you since know. I've
1: known Laura. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> ever since I've known her, she always has her day job at the park, but then sh- she's always in a play. Always in a play and From in rehearsal for another ears. play. Please. But yes. I love that about you.
2: And writing a cabaret show, you know. Of course. Whenever. Because <laughs> I'm doing a, a cabaret show at the Winter Park Playhouse in April for as well. Uh, no, at the Winter Park Playhouse. Okay, they have an yes, entire cabaret series. That's what they series. do, yes. Yep, and uh, I, am there, I am there April Artists, so Chris Levy and I will be oh. making up some oh. fun magic. Oh, cool. I cannot Yay. wait. I'm so excited. Congratulations. Kate, what's next for you?
3: Well, i I really don't have anything next. I'm going to take some time off and relax. I've done two shows back to back, so I have been going. Yeah, you had to. no brain. She says this I had, now, but as yeah. soon <laughs> And we know our friends at the Orlando
0: Rep are listening, so yeah. <laughs> please do. Uh,
3: I'm 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 trying to. Uh, I'd like to do some teaching, so and some of that might come up. I'm I've got emails out on that. Uh, I love teaching the kids. So, so if anyone needs a fabulous yes. teacher,
2: did we mention that Kate Thomas Denson has years and years of experience? And how would <laughs> we find you? Do you have a website? Uh, no, I don't. So we'll Google search we'll, you and somehow... We'll put we'll it f-
0: the information on our website. So Kate Thomas Denson, for sure. Yes. So ladies, this has been an absolute pleasure Yay, talking you to you. So so thank you so fast. Go out and see The Tale of the allergist Wife, happening January 19th through February the 18th at the beautiful Mad Cal Theater. Uh, Tickets are 26, starting at $26. Showtimes are Thursdays through Saturdays at 7.30, Sundays at 2.30. There's actually two talkback, there's a couple of talkbacks series as well. And Thursdays some, and Sundays. Yeah,
1: and some Monday night performances. So
0: go and check the Monday out.
2: night ones are only. I think the tickets start at eighteen bucks. At eighteen dollars. Yeah.
1: And if, if you're a college student and that's too much for you, then call up and volunteer. Because awesome. I know they
2: are looking for volunteers right now too. Actually, so yes. they just they, they, they all out. Go to
0: madcaltheater.com to check out all the rest of the season as well, including a view from the bridge. A fun home and the little foxes. So some exciting stuff happened at Magic. Fantastic, Cow. yes. Yay. We'll have to go see
1: the show, Mary. I would love that. I look forward to it. We'll awesome. we do that. What a wonderful show this was. How fun! Thank you, Joshua, and thank you for the answers to those questions. Absolutely.
0: We'll see you next week on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM.